that time. The Sports Talker. Here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump day here in Louisville, Kentucky. It's sunny. It's a little cool. Certainly cold this morning, uh, but that's okay. Plenty to talk about today. We're going to talk Kentucky basketball, the doom and gloom surrounding Kentucky football. It has not been a good last few days. And in retrospect, it hasn't been a very good last few months for Kentucky football. Uh, we'll, We'll talk about why that is. Is this rock bottom and, and can it? Will it get worse? Uh, and, and we'll you know maybe try to put a positive spin on it towards the end because there there is not much sunshine here in uh, our old Kentucky home when it comes to football. We'll talk Cats football. Louisville takes on Boston College tonight in Boston. We'll talk a little bit about that. And as we all know, it's Ask Yates Wednesday. It's everybody's favorite day of the week. You're halfway through the week. You, you realize you've got another two days to go before the weekend. But Askate's Wednesday gives you that little uh, shimmering light of hope that the week's almost over. Provide you some entertainment. So send your questions in. Curious what you've got for Yates today, uh, and we'll we'll go we'll go from there. Yates, how are you? Doing well, TJ. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm not sure if my tweet for the show went out today. Uh, I sent it, but it looked like it was having a tough time getting out. And now that I'm seeing it, it did not get out. Uh, anyways, um, so you know, I'm, I'm sure at least half our listenership forgot the show was even on. Uh, but I'm doing well. Yeah, it's doing well, and we will. Uh, We'll get to ask you it's Wednesdays at the end of the show. Just a little update. At the end of the show now, you know, maybe we're going to need to make that last segment a little bit longer because uh, now we've got the, the PT picks of the day. We've got Ask Yates Wednesday, and we have the What Did Yates Learn During the Show Day. So this last segment is going to be action-packed. I uh, Maybe you're going to have to tune in. <laughs> Hopefully you don't tune out the, the first two segments, but the last one's going to be good. Uh, anyways, so let's do a little recap on our PT picks of the day yesterday. We had a we had three picks. Uh, couldn't go perfect three for three, unfortunately. Kansas State lost to West Virginia. Virginia to hop on the West Virginia bandwagon. That was a good win for them, and I watched the majority of that game. Uh, that was a, a gritty win. Bob Huggins, who really since that. Final Four team in 2010 with West Virginia had been under the radar, hadn't had good teams, had a really bad record last year, if I remember correctly. He's got a group of he's got a group of guys that he likes. You can tell he, he's a uh, he's animated on the sidelines. He's a little more involved than he had been in years past, and he, he looks to get that fire back. I, I thought that maybe Bob or Bob Huggins almost said Bob Knight, Ooh. but yeah, I had almost thought that. Bob Huggins would be close to riding off into the sunset, but uh, not the case. I, I think he's got a good squad. I'm not saying that this team's going to make a Final Four. I'm not saying it's going to make even the, the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, but I do think that they're a good team. Uh, I, I thought maybe that they were just a bit overrated taking 
advantage of a relatively weak schedule. They've got some players. So that was the only loss in the PT picks of the day for Tuesday. Uh, we went 2-1. and one. We had Florida beating Alabama, and they did on a, on a dunk with 21 seconds left. An exciting game and a much-needed win for the Gators. I, I think the Gators and Florida have already done too much damage and will not be making the NCAA tournament. I think they're 11-9 and nine on the season. That's, that's terrible. In your first 20 games, uh, they virtually have to – they don't. They wouldn't have to win out, but they could only afford to maybe lose one or two more games, uh, not including winning the SEC tournament, to to even sniff the NCAA tournament. Now, if they were to win out or win the SEC tournament, obviously they'd be in. Uh, but a big win for them. We'll, we'll see how that carries Florida and momentum. A, a tough loss for Alabama. Uh, it just it seems like that's been the the case for Anthony Grant's tenure out of Alabama. And Virginia Tech was my last PT picks of the day. They get a big win over who Pittsburgh, who Louisville just beat, and that game went to overtime. Virginia Tech was five point underdogs, uh, but they get the win nonetheless. So two and one on on the day, and that brings us to three and two on uh, on the on the new edition of the PT picks of the week. Not bad, not ideal, but not bad. Uh, we'll get a new fresh set out to you tonight uh for whatever reason my tweets aren't sending I'm, I'm tweeting stuff out and it's just it's not going um but i can read your tweets they're coming in uh captain arctic wants to thank you yates for fixing the podcast issues uh, but he also wants to tell you to not to let to ha- don't let it happen again well uh until that last i was going to take credit but I'm going to cop out here and say that I don't really have anything to do with the podcast. I record the shows, but somebody else uploads the podcast. I won't name that person. Okay. Uh, Well, fair enough. Uh, He also tweeted that the station uh, went out on live streaming. So uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but something to consider, Yates. Um, But if you're listening to it live on 1450 Sports Buzz, I'm sure you can still hear me. Brun DMC uh, tweets in. That the Cowboys have a strong interest in Adrian Peterson at a reduced price. Uh, that would be good for NFL offseason talk. Uh, speaking of the NFL, my TV is showing uh, highlights of the Packers and Seattle game, and I, I, I'm not I'm not quite there yet. I'm not able to watch. Uh, I'm not able to stomach that just yet. Maybe sometime in due time. Uh, but there is some interesting NFL news that uh, it's it's the offseason for all but two teams, but. Uh, Joker Phillips joining the Cleveland Browns. Uh, a, a good move for Joker Phillips. He'll be the wide receiver coach in Cleveland. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's five years ago if Joker Phillips thought that that's what he'd be doing. Uh, but that's, you know, if I, if I was to be an assistant coach, I think that'd be an okay job to be a wide receivers coach. And I'm sure the pay is fine and, uh, I think Joker Phillips isn't uh, – I don't think he's a good head coach. I don't think I'm surprised anybody in saying that. But hopefully he'll – but he was great as a – or at least very solid as an offensive coordinator at Kentucky. Uh, he's been he's been good in positional roles and other other situations. So hopefully it works out for him in Cleveland. Uh, he You know, Joker Phillips played for UK. He graduated from UK. You wish him nothing but the best. Uh, we'll see how that works as he makes the jump to the NFL. Uh, anyways, 
So Kentucky football, and we're going to talk all about the Eastern Kentucky UK incident that we had touched on in, in so many different ways yesterday. Uh, I could, I didn't really feel comfortable saying all the rumors exactly at what people were accusing, and even now we don't know exactly all the all the details. Uh, but we, but here's what we do know. Colton Scurry, a EKU offensive lineman, is in the hospital, was taken to the hospital Saturday night, um, cuts to his face, broken nose, uh, just some major, major facial injuries. Uh, looks bad. If you, if you haven't seen the picture and you, you were easily grossed out, don't look at it. Uh, if you haven't seen the picture and you're curious what I'm talking about and you can handle that sort of uh, gruesome type of injury, then take a look because it is bad. Uh, and it's all over Twitter if you're interested. I'm not going to send you on another w- wild Twitter goose chase, but uh, it's a bad injury. And so so we know that he is injured, obviously. He's in pain. Uh, and you wish him a speedy recovery. But he will be filing charges uh, and saying that he was hit by three or four guys in the face. Uh, I, I don't know in the official police report if it states that he was hit by a bottle. I didn't read it. It just says that he uh, suffered cuts under his right eye, above his left eye, his head. Uh, he needed stitches and staples, broken nose, broken bones around his right cheekbone. But I, I don't believe that it says uh, he was hit with a bottle. Now, maybe that comes out later. Supposedly, there is video of the incident, I'm sure. In the next 24, 48 hours, we'll, we'll see that. Uh, might, might be hard to watch. But we might as well touch on this because things aren't good for UK football right now, and that's not going to come as a surprise to anybody. Uh, but this might be the worst thing. This might be the worst incident of it all. Uh, yeah, UK can lose recruits, and uh, you know there can be a ripple effect dating all the way back to Damian Harris, and then really further than that. Uh, but this is this is a, a lot more serious because this isn't just about football. Uh, this is about people representing the University of Kentucky and people representing Eastern Kentucky University, which is right down the road from, from Kentucky and Richmond. This is, but these are ambassadors to a program, uh, players that have worlds of opportunity uh, presented in front of them. And here they are doing really stupid things and really stupid things. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I've, I was in college I, I did stupid things, really stupid things. Uh, I broke my hand twice in about a, a year span. Now, one of those was related to playing basketball. But, you know, it, it, but also I, I, I'm not, I wasn't the, the face of the future of UK football. I wasn't really the face for anything, certainly not the face for the journalism program at UK. I don't know if that would be a face that they would feel comfortable showcasing, uh, but it, it is a perfect face for radio. But it's it's serious. 
it's serious, and we're gonna get we're gonna know more of the details. And, and Drew Barker hasn't been named. No UK player has officially been named at this time. But you know, we've all heard the rumors. We've all heard the names that are being thrown around with the UK players. It's Drew Barker, Dorian Baker, Tamir Du Bois. We've heard those names thrown around. So if it turns out to be true that these guys were involved, and again, we'll need to, just like yesterday, we're still waiting for all the facts. But if it turns out, unless they were, you know, I, I think the only situation at this point where you could wash your hands clean of the situation and maybe do another slap on the wrist for a group of guys that have already been in trouble at UK the only situation where that could happen is if they were absolutely provoked and honestly attacked to the point where they were defending themselves. But it, it even in that scenario, it makes you wonder how Scurry, who supposedly isn't the isn't maybe the best kid in the world or ha- has had a troubled past to some extent. And I, I know I, I think I saw on KSR that he had tweeted out something stupid in his past. But you have to wonder, even if they were the aggressors, even if the EKU players and uh, Scurry were the aggressors in this situation, how he could be injured so badly to a point where his left eye isn't where it's supposed to be. So, you know, that's the only situation where if these UK players were involved, and again, officially they're not. If you go on rumors, they were. But if they were involved, Yates, I, I think you've got to get rid of them. Do you agree with that? Yeah, can, can we, there we go. Um, yeah, I, I think I would be inclined to agree with you. This, I mean, it's a it's a pretty serious deal here. So, yeah, I'd say if they if they were involved, you probably need to let them go. And I don't care if it's your best player, your worst player, a walk-on, somebody that a five-star recruit, a zero-star recruit. In this situation, this isn't, you know, you, you, don't, you don't really want to make light of the, the other incident that Drew Barker was in trouble for, carrying around an airsoft gun. If you're going around campus carrying around a gun and, and scaring other students, that's very, very, very serious. Uh, not, not, at least in that situation, you could say it was an accident. Uh, it, it was you know, just juvenile behavior we didn't think. But in this situation, and again, I cannot stress enough that the facts aren't out on this case. We don't know all the details. Let's let's play along for a, a little bit, but if if the rumors around this are true, that you can't date that back, you can't you can't trace that back to oh well, we were kids and, and we made a mistake. Well, yeah, you know you you can, but that doesn't mean you get to keep your scholarship on the University of Kentucky's football team. That's a mistake that maybe went a little bit too far. And situations happen. We all know that. Anybody that went to college knows that. Anybody who didn't go to college, anybody that's 23 or 24 or at any age, you know that you've been through and you've seen situations where things have escalated. Even if you weren't involved in them, you've maybe seen them from from the sidelines. This one just went too far. 
at some point, if UK players were involved, they should have realized that we need to take a step back. This is serious. Uh, yeah, people might be yelling at us, trying to get us in, involved and instigate a situation. But we're 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 bigger than that because you are at that at that point. You are bigger than that situation. So if it is true, if UK players were involved, and unless they were being attacked, I think they've got to go. And I would almost say that even if this was mo- their first offense, if it is if it is this group of UK players, if it were their first offense. I would still, I still think I'd lean towards you've got to go. But especially since they've done some, they, they have a past. And whether the past is, you think, stupid or not stupid, you know, how many stupid mistakes can you make? How many times can you, can you get away with that? I, I mean, again, I can't trust enough that I can understand college students making mistakes, but not on this level. You were given so much as a student athlete. So much is put forth in front of you that if you continue to make bad decisions after bad decisions, it has to be taken out. It has to be taken away from you. And it's unfortunate if if it comes to that. But that's just the situation that they found themselves in. And, and, and you can't say that they don't deserve it a little bit. But as you have it, we'll see. And, and it, you know, I know these situations aren't, aren't comparable, but it's so sad and unfortunate to see players and college students with so much going for them make mistakes. You had two Vanderbilt, former Vanderbilt football players convicted of rape this afternoon. And Clay Travis, who, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of, but, but does a decent job, is good at his job. He wrote an article about how one of the players, Corey Beatty, who was uh, convicted of rape this afternoon, how he was interviewing him when he committed to Vanderbilt and how all these players just have such a bright future. And you, you find yourselves in a situation where you have everything just laid out in front of you. And it's there's some situations and there's some things that, that college kids can do that, that you can't excuse that obviously can't go unnoticed. And I'm not comparing this Richmond bar fight to rape. I'm not doing that, but it is comparable to a point where if these UK players are involved, how many mistakes, how many mess ups do you get? Stoops is a tough guy. He's made that clear. Depending on who you talk to, Stoops wanted to maybe be a little harsher after the airsoft gun incident. So we'll see. It, it, but it, it, I don't expect more good news. I don't expect good news to come out of this. 
Again, we got to wait for facts. We'll see what happens. But it's an ugly situation. It's been, it's just, things have been so ugly for UK football lately. This is the absolute last thing they needed. Last thing they needed. Just a week before signing day. Signing day is seven days away. And this doesn't necessarily impact any recruits. doesn't impact current recruits. But if all this comes out in the next few days, it might not necessarily hurt the 2015 class, which is already bleeding for Kentucky. But it could hurt classes. Could hurt 2016. It could. Drew Barker was a four-star guy. Could have played anywhere he wanted. And he could find himself could find himself kicked off the team if if there's facts. And I can't trust that enough. Captain Arctic says he still can't believe Penn State hired James Franklin. I think he knew more than he let on. I don't know. And I, I didn't really follow the case, the, the Vanderbilt case, which again is just it's not fun to talk about. The details of it are incredibly ugly, extremely ugly. Not fun to talk about. And it's sad. It's sad because you think about how many kids would just kill to be in their position, would do anything, would work their butt off and have to be in a position where they could play football at a at an SEC school, at a high major, a power five conference school, and maybe they're not quite good enough. But, I mean, there's so many people that would, wouldn't take this opportunity for granted and it just seems like time after time, there's so many that do. It's unfortunate. We're going to head to our first commercial break. Have some other tweets I need to read. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. We're back here, second segment, 1450, the Sports Buzz. If that first segment wasn't very fun, having to talk about some bad negative light surrounding Kentucky football, this second segment could be more the same as uh, the Cats football recruiting is just as as bad as it's been since Mark Soups took over. And I talked about on the show yesterday, yes, it had been bad. It is bad. Take a step back and realize that Kentucky is in a, a decent position. All things considered, it might, it might be bad, but they're in a decent position and, and better than they had been previously. So I said that. Uh, hopefully it made you feel good. <laughs> hopefully it helped ease some of the pain. And then last night, the, the Dow Twins decommit from, from UK. So let's look at this little timeline of, of what has happened for Kentucky over the past few months. Mark Stoops gets that extension. 
remember. And Kentucky was doing well at the time. I, I want to say that they were five and three, maybe. Maybe this was around the Mississippi State game. Maybe before around the LSU game, whenever it was. Season's going okay. Maybe starting to trend down. You know, you know, tough schedules coming, but it was going okay. Since then, they lost three of their top four recruits had decommit decommitted. It looks like they could lose another one in, Dr- in Jason Stowbridge. Sto- excuse me. Kentucky ends up losing their their next four or five football games, however many it is. Finish the season five and seven. Don't go to a bowl. They struggle to to keep Vince Morrow, but they do. So that's not a, that's not a bad thing. That's a positive. But then they don't get Damian Harris. They don't get Damian Harris. They lose their offensive coordinator. They lose their special teams coordinator. Who you know? Then they they, they, they might have asked. They didn't fire him, but they they were okay with him leaving. But it's still a coaching change. They hire an offense coordinator that many believe might not have been Kentucky's first choice. And it looks like for a special teams coordinator, they're going to hire a guy that's been out of football for a year, was fired from his last job, and might not have any knowledge of special teams coordinating. And they're losing commitments left and right. It hasn't been good for Kentucky football. That's not a a good series of events. So what does that mean, and where does UK go from here? I I mentioned yesterday that if you could still end up around a top 30 class, that's good. Well, with with the loss of the Dow Twins, Kentucky is now 48th. 48th in the country with 15 commits. Second to last in the SEC. Behind Indiana, behind Wake Forest, behind Northwestern, behind Louisville. Now, granted, Louisville's got 23 commits, Kentucky only 15. But it, it's not like Kentucky has months to add to that number. They've got seven days. Seven days to make that class bigger, and there's a good chance they could still lose a guy or two. So what does that mean? It, 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 it means... Kentucky 2015 recruiting isn't going to finish the way Mark Stoops and the staff wanted. And supposedly the Dow Twins leaving, that was the first big surprise for Mark Stoops for UK recruiting. They, they might have thought that they had a chance at, at Damian Harris, but they wouldn't have been shocked if he went to Alabama like he did. They, they can usually see the writing on the walls for commit, uh, decommitting. But the Dow Twins, they did not see that, supposedly. But again, that's recruit that, that's big boy recruiting. Stuff like this happens. And I'm going to I'm going to change the subject just for a second and I'm going to get back to it, but it it, it, it kind of correlates. And this was a, a a good point that my my boss 
Brett Dawson said. Kentucky football fans hate, hate this comparison. They do not like it. Trust me, I know from Cats Illustrated message boards, they hate it, they get offended by it, and they don't like to hear it. But they don't like when Kentucky loses a commit or misses out on a guy and you make the comparison to Kentucky basketball doing the same thing. Kentucky basketball can go in late on a recruitment, sign a guy, and take him away from schools that had been recruiting him for years. Kentucky football can spend a ton of time on a guy, think they have him, and in the last last minute, he changes his mind to go somewhere else. Now, that doesn't mean that Kentucky football can't get to that status, can't get to that level. That doesn't mean they can't, but it just means until they do, bigger schools are going to pick them, going to pick, Pick their players. And the perfect – in Kentucky football fans, I, I don't think they like to hear that because they don't want – they want to think that Kentucky football can get to Kentucky basketball level. And I'm not to say, I'm not the one to say that it can't. It, it could. It will be tough. It would be hard, but it could. But as of right now, it is comparable. I, I mean, to make it very topical – Kentucky, Kentucky's Devin Booker just the other day said Missouri and Michigan started recruiting him in the eighth grade. Kentucky showed serious interest his start of his senior year. Guess where he went? Kentucky. So stuff like that, it does happen. And it is comparable at this point. And it's unfortunate. So what Kentucky needs, what Kentucky football needs to do, now bringing it back, they need to try to finish this class strong, keep everybody on board that's on board, maybe add, you know, three or four more guys if possible. I I think you might see Kentucky stretch and offer some guys that maybe normally they wouldn't offer. But sometimes you get lightning in the bottle with those guys and, and you, you know, it's better than nobody. So you get those guys, you finish the class wrong, you try to hold on to who you can, and now what, what comes next for Kentucky football, you've got to win games. We've talked about, we talked about la- last summer on the Sports Stalker, uh, we talked about on the summer before that on Cats Illustrated, when is the well going to run dry for Mark Stoops where he can sell playing time, he can sell the future and not have the pro- the proof in the pudding, per se. Well, I think we learned when that time was, and it was somewhere when Kentucky was 5-1 and one versus now. At some point, that momentum stalled, and now Mark Stoops has to prove it on the field. He has to prove that he can win. He has to prove that, hey... Yes, for the first few recruiting classes, I sold playing time. I sold the future. I said that things can turn around. Now it's time to prove it. That doesn't mean win 10 games. That doesn't mean win nine games and compete for the SEC East. But it probably does mean make a bowl. It probably does mean a winning record 6-6 six and six at worst. It probably does mean to beat your rivals. 
would it have been nice for Kentucky to still be able to keep that momentum rolling, sign, uh, still still sign players on potential, and the future's bright? Yeah, that would have been nice. But at some point, it was going to it was going to dry up. Some would say that this happened sooner than expected. Some would say, well, maybe it should have happened after year one when Mark Soups went two and ten. Wherever you fall in that debate, you knew it was going to happen at some point. So now all that means for Kentucky is you better have a good 2015 season. If you want to get back up recruiting top 25, top 20 classes, you're going to have to start winning some games. And if they do, there's no, no doubt that Kentucky can do it. We mentioned James Franklin earlier in the show. He was doing it at Vanderbilt. But you've got to win. You've got to win. And it could be tough. You are losing your best two defensive players, and you might have some off-the-field issues to, to work with and deal with. But you do have some recruiting classes that are now going into their junior year, going into their sophomore year. That's where they can start making impacts. So it's kind of weird to think about, it, and it's interesting to think about because uh, I think we'd all still consider Mark Soup's relatively new to Kentucky, and I think people would be really happy with the job he's done, and they should be. I think they should be. But it's funny. You're starting to get to the turning point on his tenure at Kentucky where if he doesn't have a good year in 2015, he might only have a year or two left, and that's crazy to possibly think about. I, I, I don't think that's how that's all going to shake out. But the turning point of his career at Kentucky could be right now. The wishful thinking and the optimism and the hope now needs to turn into stats, real things, wins. And we'll see if that happens. It, it's That's what Kentucky fans need to have. That's the mindset they need to have over the next week. The Cats have been punched out the recruiting trail. You might just limp and finish out this class and just put all your sights on the 2015 season and and know that if the Cats prefer, perform well then, recruiting will take care of itself. And, and I do think losing Damian Harris did hurt. I, I think if he goes to Kentucky, you keep some of the players that you have and you maybe maybe sign some other bigger players because good players want to play with good players. If you see a five-star number one running back in the country going to a school, a school like Kentucky, it'll make other good players say, okay, well, if he can do it, then I can do it. It might not be that risky. So that certainly hurt. People have been asking me how different I think this class would have been. It would have been a little bit different. It would have been better without a doubt. But it's time for Kentucky to show it on the field now. And we'll see how that all plays out. We're going to head to our last commercial break because this last segment's going to be busy. We've got Ask Gates Wednesday. I've got some questions rolling in. Uh, some uh, I'll have a few questions for Yates. Um, and we're going to do the PT picks of the day. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back.
You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We're back here, 1450 The Sports Buzz. Some breaking news on Twitter over the break. It uh, has come across the Twitterverse that Todd Grantham has been offered the Oakland Raiders defensive coordinator job. Uh, He's currently Louisville's defensive coordinator, a two-year deal, according to people at the NFL. Cover the NFL. Yates, what what do you say? Does he stay or does he go? Uh, Have you you seen what the, the salary would be? I don't I haven't seen it yet, so. I did not see numbers there. Uh, I know he's getting getting a pretty good deal at Louisville, if I'm not mistaken. He's he's on a five-year deal, guaranteed, I believe, a uh, million dollars a year. So he's probably, I mean, he, he's one of the highest paid assist, assistants in college football. Um, so I, I, I don't know what the average – coordinator makes in the NFL I can't imagine it's much more than a million dollars a year um, but there's obviously the glamour of, of being an NFL coach uh, I don't know I mean I'd like to see him stay but I, I, I wouldn't fault him for for leaving for an NFL job that'll it'll be interesting and there's reports today that he was with Petrino out recruiting now there's going to be a couple interesting side stories here if 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 he accepts the job does he do does he do Petrino a favor and maybe wait till after Wednesday to make it public wait till everybody signs their letter of intent and then go and if he does that is that is that even right is even is that the right thing to do yeah you might be helping out Petrino but you're also deceiving and, and to an extent maybe possibly lying to kids uh, that, that are committing to playing for you in some circumstances. So I I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and it certainly would be a, a, a big loss for Louisville having these players having to learn a new defense. It's, it's, it has to be taxing on them. It's been a few years now with a few different defenses, and I, I, I don't think there'd be any way around it being a, a relatively significant loss for Louisville. It'll be interesting, though. I, obviously, I have no sources that will have, have told me one way or the other where, where he's leaning, but I, I, I tend to agree with what you said, Yates, the idea of going and being a defensive coordinator for the Raiders and having things work out there. Well, if you can, if you can make Oakland's defense look good, you're going to be a head coach in the NFL without a, without a doubt. Somewhere along the line. Where if you stick around and, and are the defensive coordinator at Louisville, yeah, you could probably get a, another good head coaching job in college football or a decent head coaching job in college football. But that's not a head coach in the NFL, so it, it, it all depends on what his goals are as a coach and where he wants to be. It'd be tough to pass up. But again, if you're getting paid as much money as you are at Louisville and on a staff that 
you know Petrino's going to be at Louisville for the foreseeable future. And that's a pretty... It's a pretty decent setup. We'll see. All right, let's get to the PT picks of the day. Uh, Brun DMC did not like me starting the show recapping my PT picks of the day. So I guess it, 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 for the future, we'll save the PT recaps for the last segment, and then we'll do the PT picks of the day for that night. Uh, but again, we went we went two and one yesterday, three and two on the year. Tonight, I, I think Duke wins at Notre Dame. I think if Duke can realize if it's a big game for Duke, like it was at Louisville and like it will be tonight in South Bend, I think they'll come prepared. And there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. Notre Dame, not not one of the better defensive teams in college basketball. They're okay, but they're obviously known for their offense. Duke's going to be able to score on them and probably outscore Notre Dame, in my opinion. So I like Duke to, to win and cover that. Two points. Indiana plus five at Purdue. And I know it's a rivalry game, and I know Indiana's not good on the road, but I, I don't think Purdue's very good. I don't think Purdue's very good, and I don't think... Uh, I think five points is way too much. I, I think Indiana wins the game. But Indiana's playing all right. I, you, you know, they had a hiccup in, in Columbus, but I think this could be a big win for the Hoosiers. And then late tonight, Washington, a two-point dog at home versus Stanford. Just just trust me there. So we'll, we'll see. We'll check in on those tomorrow. Yates, what are three things you learned on the show today before we go into Ask Yates Wednesday? Uh, let's see. What did I learn today? I learned that uh, UK fans don't like the football-basketball recruiting comparison made between the two teams. They certainly don't. You're right about that. I learned that apparently Todd Grantham has been offered the Oakland Raiders defensive coordinator job. You did learn that. I'm glad I was able to break that news to you. And uh, what else did I learn? Uh, I learned that somebody took care of the podcast situation. <laughs> As always, Yates, you're, uh, you're, you're learning a lot, and you're touching on a lot, and you're kind of recapping the show for me. So if you, if you, had, if you listened in late... That's what you missed. All three of those things, and that's it. Nothing else. Anyways, let's get into Ask Gates Wednesday questions. Uh, Brun DMC is is not not wasting any time, and uh, some good questions. So even if he does ask more than one, I, I think we're going to get to him today. Uh, Ask Gates Wednesday from Brun DMC. Yates, oh yeah, Yates, play the Ask Gates Wednesday song. Oh, I forgot all about that. Hang on, you'll have, have, have to let me find it real quick. Stay tuned as we prepare for the Ask Yates Wednesday. It's now song. time for the word of the day. Gentlemen, let's broaden our mind. Teach me something new, man. I, I need to learn. With David Yates. My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. <laughs> And again, it's not the word of the day, but it's Ask H. Wednesday, and that's what we're working with, and I like it so much. Uh, Brun DMC wants to know, Yates, if we went through your browsing history and your favorite websites, what would we find? Um, nothing <laughs> nothing terribly exciting. Uh, standard uh, Yahoo Mail, that's what I use, Yahoo, uh, for better or worse. 
Um, I used to, the, the main website that I'll go to um, is a site called Feedly. And if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's a, like a news reader. Uh, if you ever used a Google reader, it's basically the same thing. But they shut Google reader down and I was heartbroken. So I use Feedly now, which basically just aggregates news from whatever websites I tell it to. Um, ESPN, Deadspin, Big Lead. Those are the main sports sites I go to. UofL websites, uh, Card Connect, Card Chronicle. Rivals. Uh, yeah, Rivals. <laughs> Facebook. Um, Twitter more recently, I guess, now. So. Okay. It. It, and know that you're just, you're not allowed to lie on Ask H Wednesday. You're right. I'm not lying. Okay, good. Uh, and Brendan, she also wants to know, what are your favorite iPhone apps? Anything unusual? Uh, nothing terribly unusual. I guess the apps that I use the most, uh, going back to the, the newsreader, uh, the app I use for that is called Newsify, which is a really good app if you still use newsreaders, which I don't think a lot of people do. I think that mostly, mostly people use Twitter for that sort of thing nowadays. Uh, but I, I'm an old guy, so I'm set in my ways. Uh, Facebook app. Uh, lately, I've been playing uh, Infinity Blade 2 quite a bit. And words with friends. I still play that with my dad. So interesting. Uh, what was the the blade one? Infinity Blade Two. And what's that? Uh, you, it's like a you're this guy. You like go through and like sword fight things. You basically just swipe the screen and and sword fight monsters and such. It's fun. Huh. Interesting. It's, it's a couple years old, so you can probably find it pretty cheap if you're interested. I, I might just be. Uh, Brundy T says you use Yahoo Mail. You also also probably use AOL dial-up connection. I use Yahoo Mail. Uh, what's the issue? What's the issue with Yahoo Mail? Well, Yahoo Mail does kind of suck. I just I I I was on it like back when the internet first started to get big. My my family had AOL, and when I finally didn't use AOL anymore, I switched over to Yahoo. Um, I guess, I don't know, maybe 2001-ish, so early 2000s when Yahoo was relatively popular, and it just got to the point where I never decided to switch because it was going to be too much of a hassle to try to change my email address on all the websites that have my email address. I'm the same way, and I don't have any problem with Yahoo Mail. It can be slow at times, uh, and I had a problem with UK Athletics and getting messages, but now it's just too late. I, I, eventually, if I ever leave the Rivals game and leave the media biz, I'm going to delete that account faster than you can say way too many emails. Uh, I cannot wait uh, to get rid of it, but I, I use it, and you know, I, it might not be the best thing in the world, but Brun DMC says you might as well have MySpace uh, anyways. Uh, well, we're running never out of on time. MySpace. You never were on MySpace. I was not. I was back in the day. I'd say probably 2005 when I was in eighth grade, maybe my freshman year of high school. Uh, those those were the days you, you had to worry about who you had in your top eight. If, if you need if you need some extra time on this segment, I haven't seen Trevor yet, so feel free to take, feel seen, free to take some of his time. You haven't seen Trevor yet. I wonder where Trevor was going. I listened to a little bit of his show. His show comes on right after mine. 
it's the, you heard you all discussing me. You all need to keep my name out your mouth, Yates and Trevor. <laughs> what I'm did kidding. we say? I don't remember. I, I'm kidding. You all were just talking about the UK football, the UK oh, football yeah. situation. Uh, no issues there. 1450 Sports Buzz family. You all are allowed to talk about whatever you want. Brun, Brun DMC is challenging you to a game of words of friends, Yates. Uh, he cheats, by the way, Yates. He cheats. He has an app that will tell him words that he can play with his with the the letters in his pocket or whatever it is, and he cheats. So I, I want the radio world to know that. Anyways, now Trey, now now the show the wheels have really fallen off the show. McDonald's All American rosters will be announced tonight. Isaiah Briscoe will make it. Scalabissier not eligible to make it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell should make it for Louisville. The big question is, will Charles Matthews make it? We'll have to see. Uh, but and Trevor says he's in the parking lot. Yates, he he didn't want to ask, he didn't want to miss Ask Yates Wednesdays, uh, which I I wanted to have more time for, but coincidentally we did. Uh, now we're just again. I, I I, you know, we learned some stuff about you, Yates, but I'm not satisfied. Can so I, we'll have to come can back. I, can we'll I answer to... one more question that I saw on Twitter? Sure. Okay. Uh, Rob, I think Rob Blackhawk wanted to know my earliest sports memory and the, the first sports th- thing that I can remember is Browning Nagel's touchdown pass to I had to look up the name of the receiver uh, Anthony Cummings in the Fiesta Bowl the 91 Fiesta Bowl against Alabama he caught the touchdown pass in the back of the end zone and then ran into the goalpost. and that's that's the very first thing I can remember I, I can remember a countless number of times recreating that as a kid in my living room, throwing myself a football and crashing into the couch. Huh. That's a good question with a good answer, and it's sports-related. I'm sure people liked it. Uh, I kind of like the more personal stuff with Yates, but well, that was good. That was a good one. I didn't want to jip Rob. I, I cheated him out of his favorite songs question a couple weeks ago, so I, I didn't want to leave him hanging again. Unfortunately, my, my real vivid probably sports memory might have been John Elway's helicopter. Uh, I, I, I remember Green Bay winning the Super Bowl the year before them, but not really any details that, that stood out. Uh, but I remember the helicopter, and I remember crying, which is funny. Back then, I was probably, what, five or six years old? Uh, and then, you know, I, find my, I still find myself crying after Green Bay losses in the playoffs. I didn't really cry when they lost to the Seahawks, but, man, was I upset. All right, we'll end the show. Trevor can, can have his hour now. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. 14 minutes. Oh, they say welcome to the 502. Take the Georgia boy, show him how Kentucky do. Oprah Priest Classics, Penn Kentucky Blue. They say don't forget 270, we hitting two. So I'm calling